0: That's investher, H E R, com promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket. You
1: just don't know what opportunities are going to present themselves to you. And if you have that extra cash by living below your means, you can jump on some cool opportunities and expand your investing portfolio.
0: Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com.
2: Hello, best ever listeners and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Austin Glanzer. Austin, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm doing really well. I'm happy to be here. So thanks for having me on the show.
2: No problem. Thank you for joining us. A little bit about Austin. He is the owner of Glanzer Properties as well as 717 Home Buyers. He's been a full-time real estate investor for three years, and he's done about 20 wholesales, four flips and two house hacks. He is based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and his website is realestatejumpstart.com. So Austin, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on
1: today? Yeah, so a little bit about my background is I've always kind of wanted to get started into real estate My mom has always kind of had an idea of staging houses. Like when I was younger, she used to paint the rooms in our house quite often, rearrange furniture. So from a young age, I was like, this is cool. I could get behind investing in real estate. I used to watch House Hunters late at night as a kid. So I always kind of had an idea. I wanted to get into business, get into real estate. So I went to Lancaster Bible College here in Pennsylvania for a business degree and through that, got a job at a ministry, just working specifically in the business side of the ministry and just decided that I wanted to start trying to let my money work for me instead of me working for money. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was a pretty influential book and just started thinking creatively about how to do investing. So decided I wanted to get started into real estate. So I started to do a ton of research, bought a couple properties with my wife, and now I'm full time trying to wholesale flip, buy rentals, buy and hold. And I guess the goal of this conversation is to help people get started in either wholesaling or buying rentals or house hacking, really just giving some advice for maybe the younger audience or someone who's fairly new to real estate.
2: Thank you so much, first of all, for sharing that background. And yeah, that's what I want to focus on today. You're newer, you have a website called Real Estate Jumpstart. So let's first talk about your first deal. Was that a flip, a wholesale or a house hack?
1: Yeah. My first real estate deal was a house hack. So I told my wife, I really wanted to get started in real estate and she was cool with it. She was like, yeah, let's do this. So I said, why don't we try to save up our money and buy a house cash and try to fix it up so we wouldn't have a mortgage, right? We wouldn't have any payment on it except for the taxes and your expenses. So that was my original goal. I wanted to do that. And then I started doing research on houses in my area, realized houses are pretty expensive. And it would be really hard in a long time for us to save up to do that. And then I heard about house hacking. A lot of people have talked about it on your show, but buy one unit, rent out the other or do it with a triplex or a fourplex and realize, wow, we can achieve our goal of living for free a lot quicker if we house hack. So I started doing a ton of research on that and told my wife, hey, let's try to find something for a hundred thousand. And it went to 200 and then all of a sudden we're buying a $300,000 triplex. So we bought that. It was turnkey needed some work on it. The guy who flipped it, he didn't finish stuff like he told us we would. So we ended up having to put some more work into it. But we lived in one unit and rented out two, and we were able to cover our mortgage payment, all of it, and actually cash flow $200 to live in that unit for our first one. So we ended up making $200 to live within the first year of setting that goal, which was pretty cool.
0: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever And remember to mention the best ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved.
2: Was there any pushback from your wife about doing the house hack strategy or was she on board right away?
1: She was totally on board with it. My problem was I didn't understand it well enough to really set good expectations for our marriage and the timing of everything and the work that would be involved So she was like, hey, let's do it. I think it'd be great for investing in our future. And then I ended up opening up a huge can of worms. The guy we bought it from, like I said, he said he was going to finish some stuff in the unit and didn't do it. So we ended up having to pay, I think, an extra $8,000 to fix some things up in our unit. So that added a little bit of tension, I would say, to newly married, buying a property, fixing it up, just because I didn't explain it well, because I didn't have a good knowledge. But we're both very happy that we did that. And then we did it again. We bought a duplex and rent out that triplex now. So I think things went well enough that we did it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So the issue is more on the lines of having to do the extra privations uh, while living in that unit. And still you no know, issue with living with other people.
1: Yeah, that was not that's an good. issue. I will say, though, we inherited tenants. We bought it, and there uh-huh. were two tenants in the two units. And one was great set so of tenants. And then the other two were... Two dudes that we had some problems with that I think you run into your first rental. You just don't know how to handle little issues. So uh, that added some stress, but we got through that. And now I kind of know how to handle things a little bit better.
2: I'm assuming that you were working at the time of this house flip at the ministry. So now that you're a full-time real estate investor, does that mean that you no longer work that job?
1: Yes, I'm full-time into wholesaling, into flipping and full-time just trying to buy rentals, grow our portfolio. My wife, she works full-time still. She's a children's ministry director at our church. So Got uh, I was working at Christian Gap Year program and she was working at our church. So we were both full-time and that's how we were able to build the capital to do our first deals. Can you walk us
2: through the transition from working full-time to doing real estate full-time? How did that come to be? Was it just, it kind of just happened? One day you're like, okay, I'm ready to go full time. Or was it a plan thing? Or once he hit a certain number, I'll leave. Maybe walk us through that.
1: I had a friend from church that also house hacked. and We didn't know each other very well, but he bought a triplex right around the same time I bought a triplex. And we were talking, we got together for breakfast and through that, he said, I'm pretty good at marketing. And it sounds like you're pretty good at sales and talking to people. Why don't we just start a partnership and see if we can start getting off-market deals to buy more properties? So I was like, yeah, cool. Let's just do it on the side. We were both working full-time. So anyways, we built a website. We built 717 Homebuyers, which is our area, and started running ads to it. Google Ads, because my business partner, he's really good at really all things SEO, PPC, those type of things. And no joke, and this does not work out like this for everybody, but our first 24 hours, we got a lead. We were able to get it under contract. And then we wholetailed that house for over $40,000 profit. So I was, oh, okay, there's actually a, <laughs> there's an opportunity here to make some money. So that's how we got started was really, we got lucky and blessed that we had that first deal to give us a lot of capital to expand the business. Seriously. So after that first deal, is that when you quit? No, I liked my job. I really liked all the people that I was working with. And I think I stuck around. I was doing this on the side for probably six to eight months. I was full time working and doing this on the side, wholesaling and trying to buy off market properties. And the reason I quit my job was one, I could focus on the business, but two, I was just busy. We were getting leads on our website quite a bit, and I would have to drive out to look at houses. And I just felt like I was cheating my job because I had a flexible job and spending more time on real estate. So I just said, hey, this is really taking off. I think I should. Go full time into the business. And they totally understood that's what happened. So it was probably about, I want to say eight months, then I went full time.
2: Are you guys still house hacking?
1: Yep. We bought the triplex and then we lived in that for a year because we did an FHA loan. So you have to live in it for one year. And then it was right around the same time that we were able to do a conventional loan 5% down on the next one. And that is still kind of difficult to do if you have an FHA. But we were able to buy our duplex in an opportunity zone, which really most opportunity zones, people say are in rundown areas, but ours was in a very fine area in our city. So because of an opportunity zone, there were some extra benefits to purchasing this house with less money down. So we were able to buy a duplex then with 5% down and we're currently living in that and we just had a baby. So we're looking for a single family now.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Is a house hack strategy done now and now it's just going to live in your own home and then continue with the flips and the wholesales.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to hold my properties long-term. So I have a friend now managing my triplex and then I'll have my friend manage my duplex as well. So I can focus on the business, but I want to hold them for the long-term the Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. If there's any listeners from this area or even just the Philly area in general, it's just appreciating very, very quickly. And if I feel like if I can hold my properties for a while, they'll be worth a decent amount and continue to cash flow for me. So it's kind of a long-term goal for me with those.
2: Okay, Austin, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: I think my best advice I can give somebody, I read the book, The Millionaire Next Door, and that was pretty eye-opening for me because in that book, they talk about how, I want to say it was like 80% of millionaires, you would never know are millionaires because they live quiet lives. They live in modest homes. And that's the reason they're millionaires. So I think my best real estate or best investing advice would be to live below your means. Because if you have extra money, which is what my wife and I did, we were saving her income living on mine. You just don't know what opportunities are going to present themselves to you. And if you have that extra cash by living below your means, you can jump on some cool opportunities and expand your investing portfolio.
2: All right, Austin, are you ready for the best ever lightning round?
0: Yes, I'm ready.
2: Perfect. First, a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com.
2: Okay. So hopefully we get ahead of ourselves with the best ever advice, but what is the best ever book you've recently read?
1: Yeah. I mentioned The Millionaire Next Door, but I actually go back and I'm sure so many people have said this is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you haven't read that book, you need to read it. You need to listen to it. That's the book that influenced me the most when it comes to just thinking about my money, having my money work for me, buying assets, thinking about your taxes differently. So if you haven't read that, you definitely need to. I'm sure it's a cliche answer, but it really is so good.
2: If your business would have collapsed today, what would you do next?
1: I probably would try to do the same thing in a different market <laughs> because I'm having a lot of success just with learning how to talk to motivated sellers, learning how to negotiate on houses. So if the 717 home Buyers collapsed, I'd probably try to do it in a different market. And then if that didn't work, I would probably do something ministry. I would maybe go back to my old job, helping college students might be what I would do. Tell us about a
2: time that you lost money on a deal, how much you lost and what lessons you learned.
1: Yeah. My very first flip that I did with my business partner. So my wife and I house hacked, my business partner and I, we wholesaled some houses. We made a little bit of money. We decided we wanted to flip a house. And I told my wife, I was like, hey, yeah, I think we want to flip this thing. And she said, what's the worst case scenario if you were to do this? And I said, "Uh, the house burns down. Well, it turns out the first house we flipped, the contractor caught the house on fire and got a phone call from 911 and said, hey, it sounds like you're the owner of this property. It's on fire. So the house didn't burn to the ground. I wish it would have, we probably would have made money if it burned to the ground, but it got burned just enough that we needed to redo a ton of stuff. The insurance payout wasn't enough to cover up all the expenses. And I think we ended up losing over $20,000 on that when it was all said and done. So yeah, the first one, it was a big stinger for sure.
2: Did you keep using the contractor?
1: No, that was a sore subject. We were friends and sore subject. <laughs> so well,
2: let's talk about a less sore subject. Let's talk no. about the best ever deal you've done.
1: Yeah, we've had a couple really good wholesales. I mentioned that first one we did, but we did another one that we got this house. They came through our website. They needed to sell really, really quickly. And honestly, we actually didn't realize how good of a deal we got on this house. I think I got them under contract for eighty five thousand and we were thinking about buying it ourselves at 85,000 to flip and then we were like well let's just see if we have anybody who might want to purchase this directly from us so we wholesaled it sent it to a couple buyers and the people got into a bidding war and i think our selling price on that was 123 so we got it for 85 we bought it and sold it that day and we sold it for 123 we stood a pretty good profit there and we didn't do anything to it. We just bought it that day and then sold it that day.
2: What is the best ever way you like to give back?
1: I've mentioned in this that I've worked a ministry job. My wife works at our church and we're pretty into giving to our church. So we make sure we give to our church. And then we give to a lot of missionaries and just single people who are going across the world to share about the Bible. And we probably give to maybe five different missionaries that are doing some cool projects in Europe and in South America. So we're pretty focused in those areas. And
2: then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you?
1: I'm very active on my website, realestatejumpstart.com. And I'm actually pretty active on TikTok too. So I found just some success in making real estate videos on that. So if you just look up Austin Glanzer on TikTok, I'm, I'm pretty active. I make a lot of videos on there. And you could also reach me on my Instagram, Austin Glanzer. So you'll find me on there too.
2: I wish you would have talked about TikTok early. I would ask you some more questions about that. I talked to someone last week who had a lot of success on TikTok. It was just fascinating to learn about that. Really quickly, what types of things are you doing on TikTok?
1: I couldn't believe that I grew on there as quickly as I did. I just started throwing little videos about things I was learning on there. And I got a couple of videos that got multiple million views. It was right when coronavirus lockdowns were happening. So people were getting on TikTok and I got up to 80,000 followers on there. And I've been pretty active ever since just posting simple real estate advice, a lot about wholesaling, how to get started in wholesaling. Cause I know a lot of the people on TikTok are younger. So I actually created a really easy course for people to follow on Real Estate Jumpstart for people who want to get started in wholesaling. So I post a ton of tip videos on there. A lot about what we're doing in our business. So my videos keep getting viewed. So I think people like them, which is cool.
2: That's cool. Make sure you share your interview on this podcast with your 80,000 followers. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely will. (laughs) So awesome. But thank you so much for joining us today. We talked about your first deal, your first house hack, how you came across that and it's fascinating that you went from wanting to buy a house all cash to doing the really low down payment option. But I liked how you positioned it saying that the reason why you wanted to buy a house all cash was because you wanted to live for free in a sense, right? At least had no mortgage payment. If you found the house hacking strategy, that helped you accomplish that exact same goal faster. So I like the way you positioned that. And we also talked about how you transitioned from a full-time W-2 job to full-time real estate, and you were able to do that through a business partner someone who had complimentary skill sets. You worked your job for about six eight months and then essentially just became too busy with real estate. So we got to a point where you had to make a choice between the two. And then your best ever advice, which was to live below your means. And then obviously you talked about your TikTok as well. So Austin, thank you so much for joining us today. Best ever listeners as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much.